Colonel Schaefer's Last Chances Codex Imperial Guard, 3rd Edition Written by Jervis Johnson and Gavin Thorpe Page 27 Narrated by R.J. Bailey The interior of the prison shuttle was gloomy, the only light coming through in a weak shaft from a window slit above the pressure door. The heavy breathing of men in deep sleep was the only sound to be heard, with the odd shuffle or muttered curse as one or other of the somnolent prisoners relived some familiar nightmare. A rattle of chains and the clump of heavy boots on the metal boarding ramp sounded from outside, but in their exhaustion not one of the men inside stirred. The pressure door hissed open, artificial light blazing in to chase the shadows into the corners of the shuttle's high ceiling. Blinking, stretching and groaning, the prisoners responded to this unwelcome wakening. A large silhouette shuffled lopsidedly up the ramp to stand in the entrance, his sizable frame blocking out most of the light. Heavy chains hung from his wrists and ankles, connected to a spiked metal collar around his neck. His mad eyes glared into the cell, not really seeing anything at all. Two of the prison guards appeared behind the prisoner and shoved him forward. The man stumbled a few steps and then tripped on the doorway rim, falling headfirst down onto the mesh decking. He was immediately back on his feet, growling and snarling around the leather gag between his teeth. He took a step forward, and the guards reacted immediately their suppression mauls lashing out, sending shockwaves of power across the brute's body. After several seconds, the man slumped to his knees, and the storm of blows stopped. Emperor's teeth! This guy's an animal! Someone hissed. No talking! barked Colonel Schaefer as he strode up the ramp and stood at the edge of the doorway, hands behind his back, clasping a swagger stick. He turned for a moment, and said something to a man with a heavily scarred face and neck beside him. The man nodded, then disappeared down the ramp. Schaefer turned his attention back to the prisoners. Take off the shackles, he ordered the guards, his glare fixing on the man on the ground. Take them off, one of the guards replied, giving a horrified glance towards the colonel. The colonel didn't move, although there was a slight twitch in his clenched jaw. I do not repeat orders, the colonel replied tersely, his stare still levelled at the half-conscious figure on the deck. The guard who had spoken hurried forward whilst the other stood ready with his power maul. Pulling a last chisel from his belt, the guard burnt out the rivets on the shackles, and they dropped to the floor with a heavy clang. He stepped back hastily as the figure pushed himself to his feet. His hair was matted with sweat, every muscle in his body twitching with unnatural tension, and as he turned round, his eyes fell upon the colonel. With a roar, he launched himself at Schaefer, his huge hands outstretched to grab the colonel's throat. The guards froze in horror, but as the prisoner lunged towards Schaefer, the colonel stepped back and brought his hand up sharply. The heel of his hand smashed into the bridge of his attacker's nose, splashing blood across the colonel's heavy dress coat. The man crashed to the deck, 
his forehead bouncing off the tip of Schaefer's highly polished left boot. Rolling over and sitting up, the prisoner shook his head and then shoved himself away from Schaefer with dazed, worried glances. Welcome to the rest of your short life, called out Mikhail's, the woman the others called Rocket Girl. Grim laughter followed her comment, which stopped abruptly as the colonel snapped the swagger stick in half with a loud crack. You are all on half-water rations today for that, he told them, stepping forward into the cell itself and flinging the splintered pieces of the swagger stick outside. The salvation of your souls is no laughing matter. The newcomer was coming to his senses once more. Wiping blood from his nose with the back of his hand, he looked around the shuttle cell, as if realizing where he was for the first time. His eyes had lost some of their glazed look. Where the frag am I? he asked slowly, turning to the man in a scuffed officer's greatcoat crouching next to him. Everyone looked at Schaefer, trying to gauge his mood. Sometimes he was merely surly, and sometimes he was downright mean. Go ahead, Green. Tell him, the colonel replied to their questioning looks, his face totally unreadable. You've just been volunteered for the last chances, the man the others had immediately dubbed Hero explained dryly. For your crimes against the Emperor and humanity, you will spend your life in this, the Thirteenth Penal Legion, until such time as you receive the Emperor's absolution from the Colonel or from the Emperor himself. And of course, the only way you can receive the Emperor's personal absolution is when you're dead. That's what you're told when you volunteer, growled Schaefer. He stalked over and bent down towards the newest volunteer, who visibly flinched at the colonel's icy stare. You're all here because you are traitors to mankind and the immortal emperor. You are here because you have failed in your sworn duty to protect his domains and subjects, and you have perverted his trust in you for your own misguided ends. You have sacrificed your part in securing the future of the whole of humanity for your own selfish gain. To kill you would be to accept that you can no longer save your immortal souls. If you were to be ushered into the Emperor's presence now, the scales would tip badly against you when the deeds of your life are weighed up by his almighty presence. This is why I give you a last chance to prove yourselves worthy of the Emperor's forgiveness. This is why you are here, to save yourselves from eternal damnation. He turned away for a moment, taking two steps towards the door, before whirling on his heel. His eyes flashed dangerously, his mouth set in a grimace of disgust. You will atone for your sins, and when you die, you will thank me for allowing you to, he snarled, his eyes sweeping across all the gathered prisoners. You, the colonel hissed, pointing towards the kleptomaniacal Fingers Vagin. Why are you here? Cause I kinda help stealing stuff, Fingers replied tentatively. No, whispered Schaefer, shaking his head slowly, his hands tightening into fists behind his back. You are here because you are scum, but you are the Emperor's scum. 
you have skills that are useful to our immortal lord, and whether you wish it or no, they will be made use of. With a last contemptuous look, the colonel turned and marched down the ramp, followed by the two prison guards. The man with the scarred face reappeared at the doorway, giving them a once-over with his single eye. The other was covered with a metal eye patch, riveted into his face. Lieutenant Chevron's was stitched into the front of his flak jacket, and his aged face looked as if it had borne all the cares of the galaxy for a hundred years. What happens to us now? Vagan asked the stranger. Now, the man replied with a grim smile on his face. Now you are shipped out to some hellhole you've never heard of. Then you'll fight for the colonel. Most likely you'll die. But if you're lucky, or as good as some of you think you are, then you might just crawl out of there alive. And then you'll go to another war zone. And another battle. And then you'll stare death in the face again. And again. And again. Until one day, you're just a little bit too slow, or just plain unlucky, and you catch a bullet, or a knife, or a plasma grenade blows you to bits. In the stunned silence that followed, the lieutenant started laughing, the harsh, uncaring sound becoming muffled as he hit the controls, and the door slammed down, plunging them into the darkness once more. You have been listening to Colonel Schaefer's Last Chances, Codex Imperial Guard, 3rd Edition, by Jervis Johnson and Gavin Thorpe, page 27. Codex Imperial Guard, 3rd Edition, was written by Jervis Johnson and Gavin Thorpe, and narrated by R.J. Bailey. Thank you to Jervis Johnson and Gavin Thorpe for writing the fiction I grew up with. If you've enjoyed this, please leave a review where you found it, or like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, depending how you're listening. This production, like all of Oldex, is entirely unofficial and uncommercial, from an out-of-print publication, is a derivative work with all copyrights owned by Games Workshop, and is a celebration of the hobby and lore I grew up with. If you have suggestions for other old Codex fiction for me to narrate on this podcast, you can comment, contact me on Twitter at rjbailey, or email robertjbailey at gmail.com. Links are in the show description.